0: That's So Region podcast. I'm your host, Dan Reardon. I'm the night editor here at the Times of Northwest Indiana. We have a special guest this week. Joining us on the roundtable is a new employee over here at the Times, uh, Stephanie Srimplewski from the Copy Desk. Steph?
1: Hey, Dan. What's up? How's it going?
0: Uh, it's going well. Thank you for joining us. Uh, Absolutely. Um, we're about to change a lot of lives today. <laughs> uh, and with us, as always, the bon vivant of the Times, the one... The only
2: Uh, poet, podcaster, business reporter, and incompetent uh, podcast producer Joseph S. Pete. It is entirely my fault that our last podcast never aired. There were some snafus in the production. It was gold. Probably one of the greatest podcasts of all time. We would have won all kinds of fame, acclaim, and awards for it. It was about the Progi drop and whiting. Some great material. But it got the file got deleted and it was lost history. Sadly,
0: in a way, I'm glad because uh, we would have reached such fame and accolades that I probably would have been dead of an uh, overdose in six months. Um, but uh that will, that'll forever be known as the lost episode of the That's the region podcast. Uh, starting off this week um, today is Friday, uh, January 25th. So uh, if you're listening to this uh, in the near future. Uh, we're all already dead because of snowpocalypse, because of the bitter dystopian hellscape future cold that we're dealing with. Uh, Joseph, will we be able to live through this horrible, horrible winter?
2: Uh, It's definitely uh, snowmageddon again. (sighs) The polar vortex came and went, but they're saying cold wind chills could cause frostbite or exposed skin in as little as 30 minutes. Um, There's been a wind chill advisory in effect. It was so cold, there was a Huffington Post reporter In Chicago who posted a photo of a dead rat that had frozen and was dead in a snowbank so that's pretty bad when even rats aren't uh, surviving well if
0: if that's how we have to get rid of them in Chicago then that's (laughs) you know so
2: be it I occasionally will see dead ones on the street, but it'll be like construction debris or something that fell on it. Like it's right. not like. like <laughs> the, I thought they were designed to survive. Like they have a natural fur coat, so it's like. <laughs>
0: uh, and, and just so you, you uh, all the listeners at home know, uh, Stephanie is a is a full fledged region. I, you live in Dyer, the Dyer area, yeah, is that right? That Steph? is correct. So outside of drinking, what do we do in the region to, to pass through the winter? What are some What are some winter hobbies we we would suggest to the listeners at home? Especially ones where we can't be outside for more more than thirty minutes, where we might start to lose uh, fingers or toes. Steph, what are you doing to get through this terrible winter?
1: I usually just stay home. Binge watching Netflix has been my thing lately. Um, I saw some kids outside sledding. Might have to do that after a couple drinks.
2: (laughs) What's the worst that could ever
0: happen? What what, what do you say? What's the best sledding spot in the region?
1: Ooh, this there's a spot right here. right here at a community park that i've seen the kids uh yeah that's a pretty down. that's
2: a pretty hellacious one and it's a former landfill too so it's uh, of course <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> fun to walk up there in the summer sometimes the it'll come up through the vents the nice uh, <laughs> the eau de la Rigeon.
1: it can get pretty extreme though because i saw kids sliding down there's not really a barrier to separate them from the road so right they could become street pizza you know simple. what
0: that's just you know that's where, that's how you separate the weed from the <laughs> chaff right there. Is, Put him on that hill, and whoever knows how to veer right or left gets to, gets to survive in advance. Where did a young Joseph Pete uh, sled well, those cold winter Back months? in the
2: day, it was the Oak Ridge Prairie and Oak Savannah Trail, uh, Lake County Park and Griffith. They have a giant sledding hill there by the lake. Uh, it gets just packed. That's pretty much the main reason people will visit in the winter. You do have some cross-country skiers, but one of the great things about the region is that you have so many makeshift like sledding hills, like the Kennedy Avenue in downtown Highland. People slide down the sled down the bank in downtown Hammond. You'll see where um, Homan, uh, where Homan kind of goes to the downtown. Any kind of like roadside embankment, you, people will, you'll find kids like sledding down. So uh, you got to give credit to the region for ingenuity and uh, so <laughs> forth in the winter. That's right. Um and then it, it, we're we're
0: currently in this uh polar vortex whatever you want to call it uh like I said uh dystopian uh wintry hellscape and it's going to continue through next week. Early to mid-late next week we could have record cold temperatures. I think maybe on Wednesday negative 20 or something like that. So um I would imagine that uh the the bars of the region will be filled with uh, uh, people looking for some small respite from from the cold and snow. Uh, Steph, where, where's uh, what, what's your favorite watering hole on such horrible winter evenings?
1: I really enjoy bullpen on Route Thirty. Okay. Uh, it's in technically in Cherville. Um It's right on the border of Dyer and Cherville, right next to the library there. Um, I like to go there every Thursday. We play some trivia, play some bingo, win some prizes. I uh, don't always go home empty-handed, so it's a pretty right. good time.
0: So if you want to, if you want to meet one of the That's So region podcasters in person, show up to the bullpen on Thursdays. So you could see Steph. Uh, I'll be there. Sure how about you, Joseph?
2: Oh, I am um, not sure. It's just I've like lately I've just been kind of hauling up and not avoiding going outside uh, too much. Or prefer to do stuff like where where you can be inside for long periods, like the Field Museum or something like that. Where yes, you don't have exactly. to. exactly. Or the, the this is the time of year where the Art Institute membership comes in really handy because oh, you I bet. just have to like yeah, just avoid the the streets or just hunker down and Netflix binge or whatever.
0: And uh, you know, uh, cold weather can bring on all sorts of maladies. Uh, you know, inflammation, arthritis. This is called a segue in the business. We'll, we'll put you <laughs> uh, it, behind the scenes. Um, and we had a story that actually ran in today's paper, the Friday, January twenty-fifth edition. You can pick up at stores everywhere or online at nwi.com. Uh, CBD oil—it um, is now everywhere. You cannot uh, swing a proverbial dead cat without being able to buy CBD oil. And uh, the author of that article, uh, our Vario and Joseph Pete. Uh, Joseph, a., how, did, how did this story kind of come about, and uh, give us a little recap of
2: it? Well, there was the big snafu over CBD being uh, legalized last year where it came about. Um, uh, there was some controversy in the state of Indiana, whether it was legal or not. It, uh, the attorney general is coming out hard against it, but then the state lawmakers uh, voted, you know, basically to legalize it, and then that hemp bill just passed, which legalizes hemp production you know, nationwide. So that was a big win for the fledgling industry that some people say could grow into like a two billion to twenty two billion industry nationwide. It's like the next hot thing. And it's like all these retailers are jumping in to sell it. It does not have the um, THC, which is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana, but it does it engage like the nervous system to where people are using it to, for this treatment for um, anxiety, depression, but also like aches and pains, arthritis, uh, uh seizures a number of uh, various ailments post-traumatic stress disorder uh you know just a garden variety of uh things but all these retailers have jumped in to sell it you're seeing it everywhere now it's in lattes it's in smoothies it's in bath bombs it is in uh wedding cake flavored popcorn at bridal shows they are adding it to um Charcuterie just had an event in Griffith where they put it in bruschetta and they put it in the balsamic in like a flatbread pizza. Like there's just this big rush right now to kind of incorporate it into everything. You're seeing people sell gummies, oils, uh, linguals, um, all kinds of vapes. It's very but it's, it's it's such an eclectic mix of retailers that it just popped up of because you're seeing legitimate pharmacies like Vito's Pharmacy, but you're also seeing vape shops, smoke shops. Right. There's a fireworks store that was one of the first to sell it. They had a very interesting character, Ricochet, the owner. He's, like, a SoundCloud rapper, and he, he goes by Ricochet. And he was, like, one of the first to sell it. He was selling it at, like, the Lake County Fairgrounds in 2017. The cops were, like, constantly questioning him, I guess, <laughs> like, whether it was, like, legal or not. But he, like, helped lob- lobby the state lawmakers, and now, now you find it, like, you can drive down Broadway, and they'll be selling it at a gas station in Gary. Like, it's, it's literally... Just all overnight, it's, like, everywhere, basically.
1: So, Joseph, my question to you is, you know, you said you've talked about it being in lattes and bruschetta. How long before we see a Food Network show <laughs> chef start cooking with this item?
2: Oh, probably, it's probably probably soon um, because one thing they're doing a lot with the powder, uh, which is flavorless and odorless. There's actually a company out of um, Crown Point, um, Green Mountain Hemp and Wellness, I think. Uh, it might be Green Balance Hemp and Wellness. But they're distributing that and so that you can be they say you can basically even sprinkle it on pizza and it won't like affect the uh, or, you know, ruin it. So you can use it in all kinds of like um, cooking things. And they say like the smoothies and lattes are actually because some people are like they're not sure if it would work for them, if it makes sense. And they don't want to buy like a whole the oil, like a whole bottle of the oil. It can be pretty pricey, but it's a way to kind of like try it out in an accessible way. And um just try it in like a latte or something. And they said it was so the Fluid Coffee Bar said it was their best-selling coffee drink of all time. They called it the Wes after Wes Anderson, the director of Royal Tenenbaums and so on. And then uh, what they're saying is that uh, uh, it's so popular they're looking at rolling out like cold cold brews stuff like <clears> that now because it's just it's really caught on. And we
0: have a story that's coming soon. We we don't have a date uh, uh, pinned down for it yet, but keep an eye out. Uh, at NWI.com, as well as uh, you know, on newsstands, uh, our health reporter, Joe or Giles Bruce, will uh, sort of be looking at you know, are these health benefits? Is it sort of a snake oil situation, or are there real health benefits? There's some, there's some, uh, you know, conflicting you know data as, as to how effective it is, but you know, it's definitely very popular. And like Joseph said, I mean, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of a lot of controversy around it, but, you know, there's no THC in it. This stuff isn't going to get you high. It's, you know, it's not le- It's not a, you know, gateway drug to legal marijuana. And, Joseph, the one thing I thought that you you mentioned in your story that was kind of interesting is that a lot of these customers tend to – you would think it's younger kids, but a lot of them tend to skew kind of older.
2: Yeah, my assumption, especially since it was at a lot of, like, vape shops and stuff, that tends to cater to, like, a younger clientele. But uh, apparently m- most of the places have been telling me it's a lot of seniors and people – And it's a lot like um, a lot of people are taking it because they don't want to use opioids. They don't want to use traditional painkillers or they don't want to use like Xanax or they're tired of pills. Like it kind of appeals a lot to the people who are into like more natural medicine and that kind of thing. But then it's uh, a lot of them that have been using it, especially like the salves and the bombs and the coconut oils. And for that type like arthritis and that type of thing, you know, they've said most of their customers are at least, you know, most a lot are seniors and most are at least above 40. Like people aren't like it's not one of those things where people are like, doing it trying to get high or whatever. It's like trying to get in with the cool kids,
1: anything to curb the pain.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would
0: just I I shudder to think the amount of CBD. I mean, there is no amount that you can't do a ton of CBD oil and then all of a sudden get high. It's it's you know. I think it would be like trying to get drunk off, off of O'Doul's, basically. That's exactly,
2: yeah, because they were saying the legally in Indiana it has to be less than 0.0, or 0.03% THC, which is actually less than like a near bear. It was 0.05, uh, I believe, for like a near bear. And yeah, <laughs> when I was deployed in Iraq too, there were people who. They did have near beer in the chow halls, and some people would try to. Like, oh, really? But it does not work. <laughs> I, I, I'm sure you saw some Herculean efforts of people uh,
0: trying to trying to get that done. The, but, jailhouse
2: wine. They did all kinds of trying to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that does
0: wine. not sound good yeah. at all, Joseph. No. Yeah. I, I did not try it. it <laughs> was... Yeah, I, I've heard some stories about. Uh, some some concoctions that have been made in Cook County before that uh, aren't particularly a- a- appetizing but uh, we'll just
2: bury these strawberries in a plastic bag <laughs> just, just wait <laughs> um, do, do you think do you guys think that this
0: does this in any way inform the state legislatures uh, action on what they would do with legalized marijuana and/or medical marijuana Do you think this could create any sort of critical mass stuff?
1: I believe so. I mean, it's. I, Joseph just mentioned that it's a lot of the older crowd, especially with chronic pain that's you know taking, uh, what is it called, can, cannabid, cannabidiol? Cannaboidal. Yeah. Cannaboidal? Is that the official pronunciation? We'll just call it CBD. We'll just call I, yeah, it CBD. Yeah, I think that's
2: why they call it CBD. Because yeah. yeah. it's, yeah. it's so hard. It's <laughs> so difficult <laughs> to
1: pronounce. Um, so it's not, like you said, a gateway drug or anything like that. So if the older population is taking it maybe uh, maybe we're better off <laughs>